Hallelujah. Thankful for you. God, we praise you. You're worthy of glory and honor. We praise you today. What a God. So thankful for him today. Well, we didn't have uh, Sunday school for us, adult class, last week. Uh, we had our kids' uh, revival service, which was great. Uh, Elias was filled with the Holy Ghost, and that was wonderful. And we love to see God doing things like that. So um, we were scheduled to finish up the last uh, of the three wins. Do you remember the wins? You still remembering them? Uh, when you give, when you pray, when you fast. And so um, today we will talk about uh, this last win. And so if you have your Bibles, Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18. And you can follow on the screen if you do not have your Bible with you. Uh, Jesus, uh, at the end of this teaching right here that we're studying, he said, moreover, when you fast... Be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. And verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head, wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. And so today, uh, very easy to figure out, we're going to talk about when you fast. Let's pray for the lesson this morning. Lord, we love you and thank you for your word. We believe in the power of your word, the, the truth of your word, and the reward of your word. So today, Lord, we just ask you to open our hearts to learn, to be better, to be changed, and to be more like you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Aren't you thankful for the word of God? Thankful for his word. Praise the Lord. You can be seated this morning and just uh, thank you for being here. This is, uh, you know, fasting is just a pretty, it's pretty straightforward. But I will remind us of a few things. We talked about the three wins. And, uh, of course, when... Uh, leaves us with the, the idea that there's going to be an expectation. I, I give little examples that, you know, as we, maybe when we were kids, uh, we would get our allowance when we do our chores, you know. But as I said, we often would want an advance on our allowance because, uh, you, you know, you'd be somewhere, oh, I want, can, I have some, can I have my allowance now? <laughs> I just gave you allowance yesterday. Yeah, I need an advance. I spent that one already. I need a... But that's what we, we, we would like an advance sometimes on the prayers we pray and the, 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 the rewards that God gives. And we'd like, I, I would just like an advance on that, Lord, if I could. But there are some expectations in our walk with God. There are just things that we should do as believers. You know, we, we talk about these signs, we'll follow them that believe. But uh, I think that, that through studying Scripture, you realize you can't just take a scripture sometimes and say, I'm just going to uh, live off this. You have to know that it's here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept. And you, you realize that uh, when it says uh, these signs will follow them that believe, well, then you need to understand what a believer is. And you need to understand what it entails when you believe. 
Uh, it's more than just saying, I believe. You've got to actually uh, be a believer. There's some things that we should do as believers. And Jesus, talking to his disciples and those that were listening to him, said, when you give and when you pray, because I expect the, you would do these things as a believer. And he also said, when you fast. And so there were three whens there. Uh, they are the word of God. Uh, we, uh, I have taught this lesson before with this principle from Ecclesiastes 4 and 12, that where there is a threefold cord, it is not quickly broken. It means it is stronger than just a regular uh, single-strand cord. A three-strand uh, uh, cord is a lot stronger, and uh, it's not easily broken. So the first time I taught this lesson, I had these three lengths of cord, and I had some uh, each time we would braid one in until we got the three. And it's just common sense that these three are a lot stronger than just one. If I was going to have to hang off the side of a building, I'd rather have all three of them than I would one, uh, you know, because I would just trust it more. It's, it's got to be stronger because each strand lends strength to the other, and, and you can't tell which ones. It's not just one of them bearing most of the weight. They're all holding the weight, and they all work together. And so when we pray, when we fast, when we give, these three principles work together in our lives. And I promise you that uh, anyone who has had a successful life walking and living for God uh, will tell you that they have over their time spent days of prayer and fasting and they were never selfish and they would give. Uh, and it just, again, it, it's not just about money and things like that, but give of their time and, and uh, reach out. It, uh, the gospel and being a believer, one thing, it's always about others. And so uh, it's not just about us. Even these rewards that we get uh, when we, we see, the Lord said, your father will see in secret and he'll reward you openly. But don't think that that means God's going to give you a special hat to wear that walks around and says, God blessed me today. God rewarded me because I prayed. If, if we're supposed to be doing those things just unto him anyway, well, he's not going to turn around and then advertise it to everybody. He, he's, he didn't come to make himself of reputation. He's not going to make a reputation out of us. Uh, so you need to know that the reward is not like, uh, and I told you so to the world. I told you this is what happens when you live for God. You know, just like you know, when we used to be in school, you know, you would, if you did something good that day, sometimes they would give you a, your class, they would give you like a crown. You were king for the day, king of the class. And they'd give you a crown to wear. And everybody could see, oh, he, he, get, he made all A's. You know, they knew what had happened. But, but God will reward you, and, uh, and that's openly. That means, uh, you know, of course, you're going to know. And so you let people see uh, the reward by the life you live. Uh, but you don't, he's, he's saying, don't show them your fast. Show them the reward. Show them the life of living uh, by my word. And we believe in the word of God. Mark 4 and 20 said that people will uh, hear the word of God because the, the seed that is sown is the gospel. It's the word of God. And when it's sown on good ground, when, when we have prepared ourselves for the word, when we hear the word and we receive the word, uh, and to receive the word, of course, is to believe in it, but then it's to say, I'm going to apply this word in my life. 
And so we bring forth fruit. We are blessed. We begin to, uh, things begin to happen in our life. If you have a tree that is a fruit tree and you, you buy it because you want apples and you plant it and it grows and there's never any apples on it, that's frustrating. And what's it there for? It's just a tree. I bought it for, to produce and God wants us to produce. But we produce by the word of God. So, uh, which, you know, Christ is the word and we, you know, he said, abide in me so you can bear much fruit. So when we receive the word, we hear the word of God preached, we receive it, bring it in our life. That's when our lives begin to produce. He said, some will do 30, some 60, some 100. Now, uh, you know, God's not a respecter of persons, but when you, if you want the reward of the word, then you, uh, or you want the results of the word, then you have to do the work of the word. I mean, that's just, that's how it works. You know, Sister Mangan said one time, prayer works if you work it, you know, and uh, it's, it's the truth. We have to uh, do the work, not to be saved. We're not saying we're saved by our works, but we do know that we are workers together. The Bible says you're the light of the world and let your light so shine that men may see your good works. And so uh, to see if there's a possibility, uh, well, some, they're getting 30, some are getting 60, some are getting 100. What's the difference? Uh, I think it depends on what you do because he, the Lord said, however we sow, it'll be brought back to us. So if you sow sparingly, then you reap sparingly. And so uh, if, if you never give, but you pray. I think if you, if you do that, if you pray, God will show you in prayer, you, you need to be giving too, uh, and you need to be fasting too. You know, if you choose one of them, God's going to be faithful to his word. He's going to be faithful, and, and you will see some benefits, but you're just not going to see that 100. Uh, you're not going to see that the biggest benefit if you are just doing the least that you can do to make you feel a little better. You know, you want to do it with the right heart, the right spirit. In all of these wins, God is talking to us about do it with the right attitude, the right spirit for the right reasons. And so these three verses are straightforward. There's no, this is not some kind of uh, thing hidden in a type or shadow. This is straightforward. When you fast. That's, you know, sometimes scripture is, you know, it's, it's a type and it's a shadow, it's a parable, and you have to study and, and pray and seek to find meaning sometimes. But there are oftentimes Jesus just said what he meant. Hey, when you pray, what's that mean? <coughs> oh, you didn't hear me there. When you pray, I'm not, I'm not sure what you're saying, Lord. <laughs> you know, or when you fast, uh, what? And probably one reason is that, uh, hey, people like to fast because fasting's hard. Fasting is hard. You know why? Because we love food. <laughs> if we live in a world today at a time where people, they love food so much that they are going to take pictures of it and post it. We are, uh, we are just... You know, you hear people, now, where did this term come from? It wasn't, this term didn't even exist when I was growing up, but now they are foodies. Foodies. They, hey, wait, don't touch that yet. Let me take a picture of it. I'm hungry. You know, yeah, but it, don't, move the fork. It's like you, 
you're in a photo session with your hamburger. What is this? But we love food so much. It's, you know, oh, and, and, you know, and I've done it. So I'm not talking about things I don't know. I've sat down and said, whoo, look at that. I'm going to make people jealous. I'm going to show them what I, where I'm eating at today and, and do that. But it's, um, you know, we just love food. We need food to live. If you will break down to the basics. Uh, so letting go of something that we know we need to live is, is tough. We, we uh, you know, we, we, we need food, but we don't need nearly as much as we consume. <laughs> that's, that's a fact. You know, we, we go into a place. We love to find a place that says all you can eat for one price because we know we're going to walk out of that place miserable. Because we're going to, I'm going to get my money's worth, you know. And then you're, then the rest of the evening you're sick, man. You're just like, uh, you, you're, unless you're like, you know, when you're 21 and you can eat like 12 pounds of food and it disappears in an hour because your metabolism's like a hummingbird. But when you get in your 50s, you know, I, I got the metabolism of an elephant and it don't go anywhere. So you, you're just not eating, uh, you, but we do that. Our, our country has been so blessed with the abundance that it has. And so, I mean, you just look at the amount of food. You know, think about how, how many times you have to clean your refrigerator and throw food away because you didn't eat the leftovers. Because, it was, you know, used to, we used to hear all the time, you know, if we didn't sit down and eat, there's some starving kid in another country would love to have that. You know, you used to hear that all the time and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, so and I remember there were people that grew up in, the 40s and the Depression age, stuff like that. Buddy, they didn't throw nothing away. They saved, and them leftovers got eaten. It wasn't, and so it was uh, because they understood the value of that. But for us, uh, food's just so accessible. It's everywhere. It's in every ad. It's everywhere you go. You, you can't ride down Gaines School Road, food here, food there, food here, food there. What do, you, what do you want? I mean, it's everywhere, everywhere you go. And so that can make it hard because Fasting uh, does uh, include our flesh, and our flesh doesn't want to fast. It doesn't want to do without the, without the comfort of food. It doesn't want to do without the nourishment of food. It doesn't want to do without the taste, the enjoyment, the pleasure that we have from eating food. So, so oftentimes fasting really gets put on the back burner because eh, it's just fasting. I, you know, I, I, would, I, I go to church, I give you the offering, I, you know, I, I do pray and I read my Bible. What about, do you fast? Uh, you know, fast is not really my thing. Well, fasting ain't nobody's thing. But the Lord said, when you fast. You know, Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. He said in 1 Corinthians 7 and 5, 7 and 5 he talked about giving yourself to fastings and prayer. And, um, you know, and that's, it, that's a key right there is that fasting should never be done without prayer because if it's done without prayer it's a diet I mean you know and see that that's why diets are so hard there's no spiritual aspect to them there's nothing to hold you there but see if we think about that threefold cord we realize that there is a, a spiritual connection in fasting and it is prayer it is a time where we're not just uh, depriving ourselves of nourishment, but we are also spending time connecting with God. Uh, fasting will help you to get your flesh under subjection. 
because your flesh is going to battle against spiritual things. Uh, and so the desire to fast is there. We read about it. We see results of it in the scripture. But desire doesn't do a whole lot without action because you can desire a lot of things, but if you take no action, nothing ever happens. And so the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is. And that many times we let the flesh have its way and we go ahead and unwrap that little Debbie and break that fast. <laughs> you know you've done it. Don't even act like it. You get on that 40-day fast and one day you just have a, <coughs> the Lord might be telling me to move on. <laughs> mm. But you, you have a, a tough day during that fast. It was a rough day work so you just go in there and, and there it is it was one you thought you got rid of on one left on the shelf and before you know what you've broke that cellophane and oh, didn't even taste good I'll just show you I will eat this that ain't how you do it I know, well, you have to make something like fasting a little enjoyable to talk about or people are just like, oh, my goodness, you know, no. But, but really fasting, and I'm going to show you something about fasting that I kind of picked up on uh, studying this morning, but we're going to get that to a minute in just a minute. But here, I want to talk about this part of fasting right quick. Now, if we pray, we should pray biblically, don't you think? Jesus, uh, his disciples said, teach us to pray. We want to know how to pray. I think we should learn how to pray from Scripture, and we learn how to pray through experience, of course, but you, know, you don't create some new way to pray, right? You know, uh, well, I'm going to create a new way to pray. I'm going uh, to pray by, I'm going to go outside and pick up leaves and crumble them up and do that, and that's prayer. You can't, you can't make up a new way to pray. Uh, you can't make up a new way for giving and things like that. Things we do scripture, we, we know we have to obey the scripture. So fasting should be biblical. Now, as I said, Jesus just, he said, when you fast, when you study fasting in the scripture, you know, he knows the group he's talking to. He knows what they know about fasting. Today, we don't really do that practical, straightforward, biblical fast, we, 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 we do the principle fast. Now, I'm not saying that anything you give up for a time uh, unto the Lord is not honorable and that God doesn't see that. But oftentimes we will give up things we know we can do without. Yeah, it's just like today, you, you, all right, you get your, your kid gets in trouble. All right, you're going to go stay in your room the rest of the day. That's your punishment. So he gets in his room. He's got a TV, a game system. Uh, it's not really a punishment for him because it's just like, it's just like Br'er Rabbit. Don't throw me in that briar patch. He knew, throw me in that briar patch because that's where I live. You know, and it's, sometimes we just fast things because I know I can do that. I'm not fasting food because, well, I can't do that. I got, you know, a lot of people say, I, I, you know, I, I, 
uh, you know, e even if when I'm doing, you know, I'm going to do a liquid fast because I know I can live if I can have my coffee. Okay? I'm just saying, listen, don't be mad at me. Listen to me. I'm telling you, that's the way that human nature is, is that we're going to do the things that we can comfort ourselves with knowing that I am fasting, but I'm not struggling. I'm not. So if we just would fast biblically, it would, be, it would mean the total absence or partial absence of food and drink. You know, so you know what? You know, but we do social media fast, and that's fine. I, I believe in that. I, I, that just be, should be a part of your life anyway, just to unplug from that nonsense for a while so that your brain doesn't turn to mush. But, you know, if you say, well, I'm going to, you know, uh, I'm going to fast. I'm going to watch any TV this week. Well, you know, but then you substitute it by staying busy and going outside and doing some things or whatever, and you, you feel the time. And you're still doing things you enjoy. You're just not watching TV. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, you know, we need to make sure that as we are, you know, because some people will say, well, I'm just going to fast. Uh, I'm going to fast liver for 30 days. No liver for me. I'm not having any liver. No, no uh, cottage cheese for me. You know, none of that. I'm not having no, you know. And, well, see, that's no problem for me because I will never, I will be fasting cottage cheese till the Lord comes back. I, that's, I'm there. If that's the fast, man, if I can have that fast, I'm in there because I'm, I will never, ever have that, have to worry about that, or like I said, or livers or, or many other things um, that people eat. But see, see that, but that's the way, I know that's an extreme and it's funny, but that's the way people will do is they'll start designing, they will custom design a fast so that they are not uncomfortable. But Jesus said, you would be, un he's, he's, when he told, he said, now don't be like these Pharisees and disfigure your face and, and moan and wail and, and show out, make a show of it so that people, oh, oh, bless their heart. You know, they're just fasting away, just withering away over here. You know, because that's what they want. But he, but he said that is because you will feel tired and you may get a headache and you may, you know, uh, get grumpy, get hangry. Ain't that what they say? Because I'm, I'm mad because I'm hungry. So, you know, when you go without food for a day, your body starts going, what are you doing? <laughs> We're supposed to be sitting on the couch eating chips right now. What's happening? And no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to not eat and I'm going to pray. Woo, I'm going to give you a headache. <laughs> and your body gives you a headache and you're, or, or you stay in your muscles cramp because you're not you know, drinking or doing like you normally do and stuff. So your body will react and it will not be fun. It's not pleasant. Nobody likes the caffeine withdrawal headaches when we go on our fast and things like that. You don't like that, but it's part of your fasting. And God didn't design it to make us miserable. Honestly, we're, what happens to us in this society today when we fast, we start detoxing because we've put so much nonsense in our bodies. And that's why we feel so rough. But if we ate right anyway, most of the time we wouldn't feel near as bad when we were fasting. Um, so um, if we're going to fast, I think we should fast the Bible way. I have no plan. Hey, I'm going to say that's 
Thank you, brother. I have, I have no plans to go into the mountains for 40 days without food or water. I can promise you because I would probably die uh, because the Lord has not called me to that. If, the, if God woke me up and said, hey, tomorrow I want you to spend 40 days, no food or water, pray for me because I'm going to try to do it. But on my own, I realize that I need nourishment, food, things like that. But I do believe there are times when I should fast. I do believe that uh, fasting uh, will help me in my walk with God because Scripture says there is a reward to fasting. There are too many uh, examples in Scripture where people would fast and uh, prayers would be answered and things would happen. But um, there, there are ways for us to fast. Just a, a little further down, Jesus asked the question. He said, is not um, our um, life more than meat? He said, too many people are worried about what they're going to eat or drink and things like that. He said, but, but isn't our life more than that? And so he would not ask us to fast, number one, if it wasn't possible because he's not going to ask us to do something that's impossible. Uh, and then if it would harm us because he's not going to try to give us anything to do that would harm us. He does not want us to go into the hospital because we were, if you go in the hospital because you were fasting, it probably wasn't the Lord. Because God's not going to put you in the hospital and, and nearly kill you through fasting, but he, he wants you to have a time of fasting. I can't tell you when your time should be. I think that a good just rule of thumb, and this is just me, that you should have a fasting day once a week. Now, does that mean 24 hours? I don't know if it's 24 hours for you if that's what you want to do, but maybe you could fast the evening, once a week. I, I had lunch. That was my last meal of the day. I'm not eating again until tomorrow morning at breakfast. Some people are like, oh, I can't even imagine because between lunch and dinner, <laughs> I'm stopping on the way home. I'm getting a milkshake. I'm getting a smoothie. I'm getting a something. I'm going to sit down and eat a pack of cookies. I'm going to, you know, something. You're going to, because we, we're snacky. We love to snack. But, uh, but then you can't say, well, I'm going to fast the evening and then go to bed at 8 o'clock. You know, I ate at 7.30, I'm going to fast tonight and go to bed. And you just, all you did was sleep. Yeah, but I, and then I got up and I had a sausage biscuit. I broke the fast. I had breakfast, you know. That's what that means. I'm breaking the fast. But, but you, you, in the book of Daniel, Daniel gets thrown into the den of lions. You know what the king does? The king loved Daniel. He was sorry that he was in there. The, the people tricked him to get him in there. So the king goes to his palace, it says, and he spends the night fasting. And then he wouldn't let them bring music. Usually they would come in and play music and things like that to comfort him and, and just entertain him. Nothing. I don't want any of that stuff, any of that entertainment, anything. He said, I'm going to spend the night fasting and no doubt praying, uh, asking God to spare Daniel because as soon as it was morning, he ran and he says, is the God you serve able to, to, to deliver you? He wanted to know. Did, did this work? So uh, he spent the night fasting. And sometimes I know that we work very physical jobs. A lot of us do. I know that some of us have medical conditions. We can't fast three days with no food or no water, things like that. I, I understand, uh, and God knows our limitations as well, but I do believe that it is possible for any individual to fast because the Lord said, that uh, we could, that, that fasting could be part of our life. So I, I do believe that instead, uh, you know, I'll just give you an example that people can do it. 
people have gotten intermittent fasting has gotten real big as a diet plan. And people eat once a day. They eat between the time of maybe 12 and 3. And then after that, they don't eat again until the next day. And they're doing that daily on a daily basis. And it's a good diet plan, and it makes you feel better, and it makes you healthier. Uh, so I do know that it's possible and that you can work and thrive and live your life with intermittent fasting. But it's when you tie that spiritual aspect, when you know it's a, the pastor's called a fast for the church. Oh, boy, I sure could eat a steak. I'll tell you what I could. Man, I just, you know, but because your flesh will fight against anything spiritual. It, it will fight, it will fight, fight against praying. If you don't think so, when we were in here praying all night from, from Friday to Saturday, uh, every time you would get down and get your head close to where it was down like that, sleep was going, just close your eyes. You know, no, you had to fight your flesh to, to keep praying so you'd get up and walk and do things. And because your flesh will fight against spiritual things and the enemy will fight against spiritual things. So when it's a spiritual thing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast unto the Lord. Well, get ready. You're going to be hungrier than ever or somebody's going to invite you out to dinner or you're going to find that $50 gift card to La Perea or something like that. Oh, man, I could, you know, just you're going to, something's going to pop up to just try to hinder you, throw you off from fasting. But I do believe that you can do it. Uh, actually, uh, when we started the church, we had made Wednesday our church fast day. That if people, that if we could get our church people to fast at least one meal that day, uh, we are actually going to move that. Uh, darling, I just thought about this, so I'm telling you now. Maybe I mentioned it to you, I can't remember. Um, probably not, because usually I think I tell people stuff, but it's just in my head. Um, but I want to move uh, our church fast day to Monday because we have Monday night prayer. And so if we could fast that day from starting from 6 o'clock on that Monday morning to 8 or 9 o'clock on Monday night, uh, if you could fast during that period. Um, not if, if you can't do all that, you could, well, I'm going to fast lunch today. Because, and then I'm going to prayer. And then I'm going to have fasting and prayer in this day. This day I will have done fasting and praying. And that's going to be a blessing in my life. And if you can do the whole time, do the whole time. Uh, whatever would work for you. But I think it just made sense to me, and I don't know why I didn't do this way back when. Well, if we're going to have prayer on Monday, why not have fasting on Monday? Yeah. You know, should have done that. But uh, that's what we will do now and starting on uh, tomorrow. Uh, so fuel up today. This, no, um, don't, be, don't be making yourself sick, sick at like 5 o'clock in the morning. Oh, fasting starts at 6, you know. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I'm, you know, that, that's, that's not how it works. I don't, I, you, you're not a bear. You're not trying to hibernate. You, you need to, you know, you need to uh, be careful with that. So we, we want to fast uh, the way God wants us to. You know, food's always given, food has always been a source of trouble. I know there were root causes to it, but man, from the very beginning, the fruit was, it looked good. It looked good to eat and they ate it. And got us in trouble. You know, could have just listened to what the Lord said. I said, I know the root of it was, was just being disobedient. But hey, you know, Esau sold his birthright. Because, because he, I can promise you, I just believe I know this. That man was not dying. 
Because we, he, he ain't no different than any of us. We've all had one of those days where we had to miss lunch. We was working and got busy. We missed lunch, and we, and we thought we were going to get lunch, so we skipped breakfast. So now I'm two meals down. I'm working myself to death today, and we think I'm going, I say, man, I am starving to death. No, we're not. You just ate 12 hours ago. You're not starving to death, but your body you know, is used to them little snacks and fill-ups and things like that, so your body's like, you, you, you hate me. You don't like me anymore. Um, but we do that with, like, I'm starting to, and, I, and Esau comes in, and, and he's like, oh, give me some of that that, uh, that porridge, that stuff you're making there. And, he, and he's like, well, give me your birthright. Well, what good is it to me? I'm dying. No, you're not. I'm sure you ate before you went out hunting, but, you know, just it's been a tough day and things like that. You know, and why didn't you eat anyway? You just killed something. Why don't you just cook it over the fire, man? You but, you know, just whatever the reason was, he, he sold his birth. He despised it, the Scripture said. He, it didn't mean nothing to him. And so it was a big deal to him to just say, hmm, I'll trade it off for a bowl of beans and I'll be good. And um, so food has always it's been a problem. Food is a problem naturally for people. A lot of people a lot of people are addicted to food. They can be addicted to all kinds of things. People are addicted to food, and it becomes a problem uh, if they don't handle that. And so uh, fasting is one way to help us get a handle on our flesh. And um, so it's hard, but it's doable. But again, the reason many people have a hard time with it is because of the spiritual aspect. When you try to fast without prayer, without time with the Lord and, and maybe reading the Word and just listening to meditating on the Lord, you're going to, it's going to be nothing more than a diet. You know, you know what's easier than a diet? It's uh, the um, eating habits. People, you know, just have good eating habits. And then you don't have to just extreme diet. Just eat right, and you don't have to do all these extreme diets. Because diets hard, diets fail, diets disappoint people. And a lot of times people get disappointed with fasting and things like that because they're trying to do it the wrong way. You're trying to do, even though we do it in our flesh, it is a spiritual thing. Because it's something that, uh, that touches God. It's something that God is observing. And so when we fast, uh, the reason it's so hard, and the one it is in our flesh, but it can be done uh, if we want to do it. We can do it, but it does have a spiritual aspect. But if we try to fast without the spiritual side of it, we struggle. And that's just the truth. Uh, we, so we can't just fast, say I'm fasting, and then not combine it with prayer. You know, if it's during the church times, be in church attendance, do things like that. Uh, spend time meditating on the Lord, listening to his word, and, and just, God, what, what, what am I doing? And then realize that, um, you know, I think the other thing is this, is that when you see what fasting does in the scripture, and I know I've got to hurry, I wanted to get to this quickly, um, because something I saw this morning is that fasting, if we read what the Lord is saying there, we think that fasting is all about what I get. But fasting is not just about what I get, and it shouldn't be fasting is directed just for me. There are ways to fast, but fasting, I think, is a way that helps us help others. You know, we, we quote the scripture and we, we so many times in fasting that um, 
well, this, comes, this kind only comes forth but by prayer and fasting. And so we think, well, I'm going to fast so I can just punch the devil in the mouth. I'm going to have power through my fasting. And while it does give us a power, and there are, there are things, authority and things like that, uh, power over the flesh, but it says that when you read back to the story, it says this man, he brought his son to the disciples for help. And he said, I brought my son to him, and they could not cure him. And so Jesus did this. He wasn't re rebuking the disciples because they, they weren't supposed to be fasting yet. He, but uh, Jesus had been fasting in the wilderness. We know that uh, for 40 days. But the disciples were not fasting yet because that question had already been asked, why don't your disciples fast? Well, as long as the bridegroom's here, they're not going to fast. But when I'm gone, they will. So, uh, but this whole thing of fasting was, he said, it's to help somebody else. This, if they had cast him out, what did that do for them? All it did was improve his life. And that's what it will help us to help others. I think because it will humble us. And it will help us to see that um, and realize that fasting is a time when we want to touch God when something needs to be done. And not always for ourselves, but for someone else. Uh, Moses went up on the mountain and fasted 40 days, he came back with the Ten Commandments. Were those his alone? It's for the people. It's for God's people. Esther fasted three days, had other people fasting. Was it for her? It was for her people. It was fasting for the people. Uh, and, um, of course, uh, uh, Cornelius, we know that he was a giver. In Acts chapter 10, he was a giver. He was praying and, and fasting, and then the Lord spoke to him and gave him word, and salvation didn't just come to him but to his household. And so fasting, uh, while it does uh, help us get answers from God uh, for our life, but it also helps us to help others. And what I do believe is that our walk with God is about others. Go and preach the gospel to every creature. The promise is unto you, your children, all who are far off. Whosoever will, let them come. It's always about uh, reaching others and touching others. And fasting is part of the, the threefold cord that helps us reach that. And when Jonah preached to Nineveh, God's going to destroy you in 40 days. Fast. They started fasting. Every animals couldn't eat. P putting sackcloth on animals. Don't feed your animals. Nobody's doing nothing. And God spared them. But the fast was for everybody else. It, we, we do fast to break strongholds. In Ezra, it said they were fasting so they could seek the right way for themselves and for their little ones. They, they, fasting was not just for them. Uh, oh, I'm going to be fasting so I can get that. Well, I just saw that new car. I'm going to go on a fast so I can get that new car. That's just wasted time you can't fast for a new car I just know you just that's not and I'm going to show you something I know I'm getting in here uh, yeah 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 uh, but there were many times of fasting that uh, men were sent to the ministry through prayers and fasting you're reading Acts 13 verses 2 and 3 and 14 and 23 Paul and uh, Barnabas said when they had prayed and fasted they sent them out when they ordained the elders they did it through praying and through fastings uh, Paul after he was struck down on the road to Damascus by the Lord, uh, 
three days did not eat or drink. And, uh, and he was praying. And that's what the Lord told Ananias. said, go see him because he's praying. And so he was praying and fasting. And, and God came. And uh, uh, Paul's uh, touch wasn't just for him alone. Now he, he said, he's going to go do great things for me uh, and preach this gospel. And look what all Paul did. Uh, he started his ministry out in prayers and in fasting. And so uh, Isaiah, I want to read Isaiah 58 um, and uh, show you uh, what God said here about, I talked about fasting, a biblical way, fasting the way God wants us to fast, and show you that fasting is about others. Um, and I got to hurry because it's 1044. 58 and 3, of course, he had started out this chapter, cry loud, spare not, show my people. Uh, their transgressions, show them their sin, show them where they're missing it because at that time they were doing everything they just wanted to do, living like they wanted to live, and they would still just come approach to God like we can do what we want to do and God's still going to hear us. And God said, it ain't going to happen. In verse 3 he said, they asked the question, wherefore have we fasted and you, you don't see us and wherefore have we afflicted our soul and you don't take any knowledge? And the Lord answered, he said, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure. You're just, you know, okay, you're fasting. I'm going to fast all day today. Well, you can't say I'm going to fast all day and spend eight hours in front of the TV watching Netflix and say I fasted all day. You know, you, you can't, you know, fasting is different than that. He said, so he said, you in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and you exact all your labors. That means they were being, they were still being rough and hard to their servants, requiring their servants to do different things, and and uh, they were cruel to people. He said, You fast for strife and debate. You're never gonna listen, fasting is not a curse you put on somebody. You, you, you can't fast for strife and about oh they boy, I tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a fast and God's gonna get them. No, he won't. You'll just be hungry and didn't do nothing. Uh, so you fast for strife and debate. You the smite with a fist of wickedness, but you shall not fast as you do this day and make your voice heard on high. That kind of fasting is not going to get my ears, what he's saying. And so he said, but is it such a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul, to, to bow his head down as a bulrush, which is like a, a reed bent over in the wind, and then spread sackcloth and ashes under him. And in other words, to make a show, he said, is that the kind of fast I want where you're making a show, but you're not sincere about it, you're just doing it all for show? He said, will you call this a fast, an acceptable day to the Lord? But then he turns it around and says, here's what I want. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke? Is it not to deal your bread to the hungry and that you bring the poor that are cast out to your house? When you see those that are naked, that, that you cover him and, and that you hide not yourself from your own flesh or family when, or people when you see them in need. He said, and that sounds a lot like what he said uh, would be happening at the end of the world. There would be some going to the right and the left. He said, when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was hungry, you fed me. And so uh, in our fasting, our fasting, our focus, yes, it's going to help us, but it should be toward others. How are we 
helping others because no matter what we're doing, it's never just about us. It's always about others. God didn't save us just for ourselves. He saved us so we could be a light. He said a light that is set on a hill cannot be hid. He said a man don't light a candle and put it on a bushel. You sit on a candlestick so it gives light to all the house. It's always about others. And then he said in verse 8, when you do these things, then shall thy light, because with the light of the world, shall break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee, and the glory of the Lord shall be thy rear, your rearward, which is your rear guard. God's going to protect you. In other words, he'll be behind you. He's going to protect you. God's going to have your back. In other words, that sounds a lot like your father rewarding you openly. That your light will break forth. You, hey, I'm not. When you let your light shine, that's not bragging. That's just. That's just living for God. That's just. Oh, you and people that, that, that don't like that. Oh, you self righteous. You holier than thou, and all this. Why? Because I live by the word of God. Because I just love the Lord. I'm not going around. I told you, so you go around with a sign on your head saying, uh, "You know, here I am, Mister Righteous." and uh, you know, Joe Holy Ghost and all this stuff. I mean, you know, that's, uh, you know, but you just walk and live in the power of the Lord, and you there is just you can't help it. Your light, you're a light, and it will shine. Your light will shine forth. And he said, when you're doing things right, when you're doing these things for others, man, your light is going to break forth as the morning. And you know what? You can't stop. You can't stop the morning. Some people say, oh, I just want to sleep a few more hours. I wish morning wouldn't come. Guess what? It's coming. And you're going to have to get up. You can't stop it. It's going to happen. And he said, when you're doing it right, you can't stop it. It's going, and nobody can stop it. Nobody can hold back the morning. He said, your life's going to break forth as the morning. Your health will spring forth speedily. Your righteousness shall go before thee, and then I'm going to be behind you. Uh, man, isn't it great how God will bless when we do it right? And so... When you read, that's why it's so important to read Scripture. You can stand with me because uh, I know I've, I've got to finish here. wonder what kind of things would be getting done in our walk with God. Uh, how many people would we be touching and reaching if when we gave, when we prayed, when we fasted, if we did it according to Scripture, if we did it the way God wanted us to do it, what would be happening in our life? What would, would, what would we see going on? And so that's why when you read things like, you know, a lot of people say, I don't read the Old Testament. I don't. Okay, well, you need to. <laughs> and I don't study God's Word. You need to. Because now you understand when Jesus says, when you fast, you know, a lot of people who've never been around church, and you hand them a New Testament Bible, and they, they don't know anything. They're just reading it. Well, what fasting is, I don't know, just skip it. I don't know. You know, a lot of people won't take the time to research and see what it is. And a lot of times even saints won't take the time to look back and say, what is, why is Jesus so, when you fast, what is this about fasting? So see what the Lord says about fasting. Go back and look at all the instances of people fasting in Scripture and see why they were doing what they did. And, uh, and oftentimes you'll find they were doing it when it was, things were tough. David fasted while the child lay sick. You know, the men on Paul's ship when it was in that storm, you know, I think, you know, 
two or three days and said that, you know, they hadn't eaten nothing. They were just taking no food, anything, because they were in a storm. Things were getting bad. Uh, I don't imagine Jonah was eating too much in the belly of that whale. So, uh, you know, three days in the belly of the whale, fasting and crying out to God. So, uh, you see, fasting was in a time where there was a serious need, but the people knew that they, you know, this is what I can do to humble myself before the Lord and get his ear. And so uh, we're finishing up this. That's it, the, the last strand of the threefold cord. But each time there's a win, there's a reward. And, and I believe the church uh, and us as individuals will be better. Our life will be, our walk with him will be stronger when each one of those strands are connected to it. So. I hope you've enjoyed this series. I've enjoyed teaching it again. I'll probably teach it again next year. So get ready because <laughs> uh, it, it's just something we need to have. But um, uh, praying and giving and fasting is part of it. Let's lift our hands and pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for what you've given us today. And Lord, I pray that we'll just take it to heart, that we'll just learn to live and grow by your word. Let us do our best. Lord, I know that you honor anything that we surrender or give up unto you. And I'm thankful for all those things. But God, I pray we'll start looking at lining up with your word. And God, we'll begin to fast according to your word and, and see the results of these things, Lord. See what the church should be. God, I just ask you to help us with that. Bless all of us now in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise.